Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hello, welcome back. Oh my, that was so awkward. Hiya, uh, welcome back to this long forgotten podcast. Um, I really need to do these more often because I was completely filled up to the brim with the amount of drama in these things. Everyone seems to be going through some sort of relationship problem and I was fucking loving it to be honest. Uh, I'm living vicariously through all of you people my life is pretty boring at the moment you know it's not boring I feel it's actually secure and stable which I should be grateful for but at the same thing there's something in the back of my mind being like come on a bit more spice a bit more drama cause a bit of chaos but since that's not in, in my life I'm going to be living through all of these issues and the ways that I would tackle them I am in no way an expert and I don't expect people to think that I am either but I think I have gone through a lot of drama to be able to tackle these issues rationally and in a sane relatively sane manner from learning from my mistakes and working through trial and error to see what works for me as well now these things might not work for you and these could be completely wrong uh some of these were so outrageous i think you should seek professional help but anyway i'm gonna start off with an absolute banger i don't necessarily have any advice to give for this one but i just thought it was a good uh it's a good starter point for this podcast it's just a good starter point and one of the stories that I enjoyed the most um I probably will be writing a screenplay about it because it's that it's literally that good uh okay so here we go it starts off okay so I've been co-involved with this man I'm 25 sorry I'm 21 he's 25 neither of us were looking for a relationship at first but now we're getting on so well and I really think this could go somewhere He has expressed how much he likes me and that he wants to be my boyfriend. This is something I want. However, dot dot dot. His family are extremely well known where we are from and not for good reasons. In brackets, think murderers, dealers, etc. Close brackets. This is where it gets good. Now I'm not one to pass judgment on his family and I know him well and know he's a good person but my mother on the other hand is extremely judgmental and I knew she would know his family etc when I introduced him so in order to allow me to climb up onto that moral high ground and prove a point I didn't tell her his surname until she met him. Me, that's something I do as well. Um, Before she met him I told her all about him, the things he'd do etc etc and she loved the sound of him and was excited to meet him. When she met him, she was all happy and buzzed until she went, so, what's your last name? Her face dropped after he answered. She left the table and told me she'll speak to me when I'm home tomorrow. The dramatics. I'm obsessed. Imagine your mom storming off the table when you have a boy over. So embarrassing. Also something that would happen to me. When I got home, she told me about how his dad shot my uncle and countless other stories about his dad. I wasn't that phase as I know most stories about him already, but he's an old man now and has mellowed out. In brackets, I've met him. But I was still shocked that it was my uncle that he shot. Really, the dilemma isn't whether to keep seeing the boy or not, as I know I want to, but more how do I deal with my mother and what happens if slash when the families meet, etc. This is absolutely just my luck. Okay, I am obsessed really getting the the storyline going. Proper Montagues and Capulets, Romeo and Juliet buzz off this. Um, hopefully no one dies in the end I hope it works out for you because he sounds like a sweetheart and sometimes the biggest sweetheart comes from the most tumultuous family backgrounds um, I know from most like some of my friends and stuff the shitter the family usually the nicer the person now that, obviously that's a very 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 unique case personally I don't know anyone whose uh, dad has murdered any members of my family so I haven't had that sort of family feud that I can speak from my own experience um so that's where I'm a bit torn on how to give advice on this but I'm loving the your persistence that you're willing to keep going with this fella he must be worth it I'm kind of loving his energy already loving your mom's energy too she's really throwing a tantrum and I kind of understand her perspective and I think maybe 
she doesn't get where you're coming from where you can like someone regardless of what their family background is I mean it's not his fault that his dad shot your uncle it actually has nothing to do with him now it is unfortunate that it is a blood relative of him and maybe your mom it just doesn't want to be associated with the family at all and rightly so now the thing is you're not getting married to this person so your mom doesn't actually have anything to worry about she has no need to meet the other family I've been in relationships with people where my parents have actually never even met the other pe- pe- person's parents um, even after living together so I wouldn't worry about that about the families coming into contact unless you are to get married and since you're both 21 and 25 you're a bit young you don't know where it's going to go I think if you're living at home obviously it's going to be hard you're not going to be able to have him over and stuff but you could just go over to his house most of the time and get over that awkwardness. I can't believe I'm actually giving advice on this. I am the least um, qualified person to even talk about this. Uh, But I'm loving that story. Thank you for that entertaining little tidbit for the start. Uh, Now onto the stuff that I actually can't give advice on because I feel a bit useless now ever even addressing that. But anyway, I hope everyone was as thoroughly entertained as I was when I first read it. Next one is, I really like this boy and things are going really well between me and him. At first there was a few issues due to mental health problems. We have pretty much sorted through these things now. We are taking things things slowly, but it's going well. A few months ago, I had a bit of a fling with one of my female friends, but it wasn't anything serious. Since I've been seeing this new boy, she has become really jealous as I told me she doesn't like the boy and she wants me for herself. She keeps trying to kiss me, although she knows I like the new guy a lot. (laughs) I want to ruin my friend. I sorry. I want to ruin my. I don't want to ruin my friendship with her. But I know if I continue to see the boy, she will get more upset. But I really like the boy, and I'm not willing to end it because of her jealousy. I'm not sure what to do or how to sort it out. Please let me know if you have any advice. Okay. Personally, if I was in the situation, I would probably just have to distance myself from the friend because she is for, like you can't cure jealousy by giving her reassurance because you don't. Her your re- feelings for her are not reciprocated or her feet yeah her feelings for you are not reciprocated or they're not yeah mutually they're not mutual so there's no way that you can give her any sense of reassurance the only way you could do that is being really harsh and telling her truthfully that you have feelings for this boy which will probably just hurt her feelings more but what you can do is kind of just distance yourself from her because it is a bit toxic vibes that she's trying to kiss you even though you're not really into it um yeah so you either have to communicate let her down gently and say I love you but I also I want to pursue this with this boy um I don't have any romantic feelings for you which would probably really hurt her but it's also like ripping the band-aid off where she needs to hear it or you could just distance yourself from her and say I need a bit of space from you because I want to get to know this boy please appreciate my or um respect my boundaries and don't contact me for a while and then you could at one stage repair your friendship again and if you are truly friends if it is a true friendship and she does see you in a friend way and if she she is willing to just be a friend with you she will respect that and one day you can repair the friendship back to where it was without any romantic feelings because I've been in situations where I've been in romantic situations with friends and we've had to like go apart and come back together like an elastic band where you can refresh what's it called repair the friendship again to the point where it was before um if she can't do that she's not a true friend and she only saw you in a romantic way from the beginning so yeah it probably won't be able to get back to where it was but yeah you win some you lose some you know yeah sometimes you just have to lose friends and it's unfortunate but that's just what has to happen uh next one is uh Basically, I have a boyfriend I love more than anything, but I fancy another guy too and feel extremely guilty because I told my boyfriend. Okay, rookie mistake. If you're ever fancying someone, you don't really have to communicate that with your romantic partner. I know you're supposed to have open communication, but when stuff isn't resolvable, like fancying someone else, you do not need to, I don't think personally, you need to communicate, communicate that with your partner unless you acted on it or you feel like you're emotionally cheating because it's completely normal and common for you especially if you're in a long-term relationship to fancy someone else or have a crush on someone else because I think it's very hard to be in a completely totally 100% monogamous relationship and not find anyone else sexually attractive 
I just don't think it's in our nature. I don't, yeah, I expect my partner to have crushes or to fancy other people, but there is a fine line between having a crush and acting on it or emotionally cheating, which I find more offensive than actually physically cheating on someone else. Is like you going forward and making a conscious effort to want to uh, be involved with this person and then you they have the ability to kind of gaslight you where they say oh I, I wasn't even cheating on you because I didn't do anything even though they have been like talking to this person or making an effort to meet up with them um or flirting with them uh so yeah I find emotional cheating more damaging than actual physical cheating because there's something you can actually pinpoint that done that is actually wrong within physical cheating but with emotional cheating it's a bit of a gray area and there's nothing you can really prove and that's why they can play the you're an, you're psycho and I'm an, I'm innocent you're uh yeah you're making things up blah etc etc so yeah as long as you're not acting on it I don't think there's an issue with it you will get over it and you kind of have to find a solution within yourself because no one else can give you an answer to that because the more you talk about it um the harder it is to get rid of so say the more friends you tell it's in circulation then and then more people find out so that is something personally I would just keep to myself if you do have a crush on someone now the only reason that you can gain feelings for someone or your feelings for someone will increase is the more you see them or the more time you spend uh with them so like the law of proximity basically so that basically means the more the closer you are with someone and the more time you spend with them your feelings grow and grow so what I would do is avoid the person um, as much as you can. Try not to maybe mute them or whatever. And the, the, like out of sight, out of mind as well. And then you realize it was just like a frivolous crush. That's harmless. But as long as it's not growing or you're you're weighing up your options as in like, what's the positives and negative or you're comparing your partner to the person that you're having a crush on. Because then there's kind of an underlying issue where you there was already issues within your relationships and you're kind of looking for an escape. Your subconscious is trying to see another way out and that's why you can uh, get crushes on random people that you wouldn't expect that you would get crushes on. So yeah, it's like you're, yeah, your mind trying to find ways out of the relationship or like a get out of jail free card where you could just be like, oh, I actually have feelings for someone else where you actually don't necessarily really have feelings for them in a normal circumstance if you were single you wouldn't actually have feelings for them it's just that you're looking for an escape out of the relationship now next one um any advice on getting back together with someone once you've broken up and given them another chance slash trusting them again there was no cheating involved in our breakup but he really neglected me in the relationship toward the end and though I tried to discuss it with him he wouldn't communicate how he felt so I always second guess myself sorry second guess myself thinking I was the issue so I'm scared to fully trust him again in case it goes back to how it was because I was in a really bad place even sorry I'm reading this so dumb it's like a robot even though it's going well at the moment I'm finding that it's really hard to get back with someone when they've they're the person who hurt you oh geez this is hard now I personally anytime I broke I've been in a situation where I'd broken up with someone and wanted them back again but the reason that I wanted them back is because I was actually just lonely and it took me a long time to realize and be admit that to myself and then in the long run I was actually just perpetually I was yeah perpetually just hurting this person this other person who I loved and care- cared about but I was the person who was hurting them the most for my own self-servitude well it was yeah it was just benefiting me where I was testing them and wanted to see if they would get back together with me and testing how much they loved me and I wanted to feel loved and cared for as well but it was only because I was scared of being alone and didn't yeah was I only wanted reassurance off those that person and I also didn't want them to be with anyone else it was just very egotistical now I was only like 19 or 20 so I have learned from my mistakes I wouldn't do that again but then from that experience I then in my next relationship thought that if we broke up that there was I could easily get them back that if we broke up I'd be like no just get back together with me that's how it's supposed to work and I had an ex being like what the fuck is your problem that is not how relationships work if you break up with someone you shouldn't expect the other person to beg for your forgiveness forgiveness or beg for you back it's not how that works I was just completely obsessed with myself and because 
they were so kind to me in the relationship and were obviously very vocal about how much they loved me. I expected that if I broke up with them, they would fight for me. And that is not how it's supposed to work. If you're breaking up with someone, it's because you don't want to be with them. It's not necessarily that you want to see, test how much they love you. Breaking up with someone is not supposed to be a test. So, but from this circumstance, it looks as if they weren't in the right mind frame to maybe care for you enough or love you enough and now they are and it's kind of they realized how much they were missing it's like they had to lose you to realize how much they had and you don't realize what you had until it's gone sort of thing you know that fucking cliche saying um and i have witnessed other relationships that have worked um even after a breakup and getting back together and they've been together for a good few years now so I wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be a write-off, but sometimes after a breakup and getting back together, you do need to test the waters and the more times you break up, the less hurtful it is. So even if you do back to get back together and you find that you, it can't work and you can't gain their trust again, after the second time you break up, it's not going to hurt as much and then you'll have some finality and closure to the situation where you needed to get back together to realise that it wasn't, the two of you aren't suited for each other. So you can gain back their trust and there's not really anything I can say or any tools that I can give you to do that because you have to figure out how to do it on your own because everyone has different coping mechanisms on how to gain trust but you just have to be vocal about what you want from the other person and how you can work as a couple what you can do to help as well and maybe what you did wrong in the relationship too because if after a breakup it's not necessarily that someone is in the right and someone is in the wrong unless it's like a uh, obviously cheating or something like that but usually in those circumstances where they weren't giving you enough reassurance you can communicate what you'd like them to do so they could write you letters or um make you feel loved a bit more or give give you more compliments but also how you can do that in return so maybe giving them positive reinforcement and not kind of saying like where where <laughs> where 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 you don't love me anytime they don't give you a compliment because sometimes they expect you to know how much they love you by maybe in their body language and sometimes people are bad at communicating how much they love another person i can be like sometimes like that where i'm bad at gi giving reassurance so i have to make a conscious effort to do that but I would prefer if my partner just told me what they wanted me to do rather than them being like, where, 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 you don't love me. Because then that just in turn starts fights because it's like, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. I'm just living my life and being with you. And is that not enough? And then sometimes it's actually not enough where you have to do a bit more. And that's fine where you have to compromise. But also in turn, you could be doing a bit more as well where you can say, thank you for giving me that compliment. This is what I love about you as well. And not, you know, um, sometimes as well you needing more reassurance can be the derivative of you actually just being a bit more insecure than the other person and not that's not necessarily an issue either it's just it's all, there's always imbalances within relationships and that's fine and sometimes it fluctuates where one person is more insecure than the other one person needs more reassurance than the other and that can go in cycles of months months weeks or years as well um so yeah that's my advice on that hopefully that made sense Next is, I have a really great relationship with my boyfriend of two years, like love of my life, perfect man, marry me right now type vibe. And especially after my tarot reading with you. Okay, okay, pop off. Um, I feel, that was like a little ad for me. I feel so sure that he is like the one I'm gonna marry. However, I'm the only person he's had sex with. He's done other stuff with girls before, but never sex, whereas I've had sex with 10 people. He's told me he doesn't care if I'm the only person he ever has sex with but also I still worry because I feel like it's only natural to want to sleep with a few different people in your life I don't know what, what what advice I need just like how do I deal with feeling like this okay so I've been I'm mostly in this position as well where I usually have had slept with more people than my partner I uh went through a phase of like in my younger years of literally be called <laughs> like a self-proclaimed de-virginator where I like took the ver um took the virginity cards is that the name of it virginity cards virginity yeah is that what it's called um virginity oh, that sounds wrong in my mouth for some reason but anyway that I was the first person that a lot of my partners had had sex with for the first few people that I was with and uh, yeah I don't know what how can I explain this 
it doesn't mean that someone else needs to have sex with more people it actually depends on how many times they've had sex and usually from my own experience of the people that I've had sex with the most experience does not come with the more people you've had sex with but it's the more times you've had sex with someone because most likely the more comfortable you are with someone the more you trust and love someone the more likely you are to experiment with different things so I don't think that being with more people equates more experience if that makes sense so just because you've had sex with more people doesn't mean that your partner has less experience than you because even having like one night stands with people having it's just sometimes you just don't feel safe enough to be yourself or like ask for what you want be vocal about what you want but it could be on the other spectrum where the less you know the better Tame Impala ever heard of them it's actually only one person anyway um yeah I found from I experimented more with my sex life the more comfortable I was with with uh, someone and the more I love the other person so you could show them everything you've learned but they could also communicate stuff that they want to experiment with you hopefully that makes sense and you shouldn't be insecure in any way or you're just that's just like your own it's not actually an issue at all it's something that you're thinking up of because if it was an issue your partner would be vocal about it and be that would be a reason for you to end the relationship but you're actually just filling in the gaps yourself and jumping to conclusions or making up things that your partner is thinking when in matter of fact they're not thinking that at all so my advice to you is that stop worrying about it because it's actually not an issue um next one is been dating for about 10 months he doesn't have much ambition I know he's not going to be my long-term partner but do I just carry on (laughs) do I carry on while it's fun despite the red flags I'm 24 and starting a big girl job ASAP so this his chill lifestyle might cause friction oh he sounds like a drag to be honest if you're saying this about your partner already I I just I wouldn't be able for this I couldn't if you're on different paths in lives this would be it would cause friction this is for me my own perspective personally but it sounds like because you are messaging me for advice on this I'd say you're not comfortable with it going any further and you don't necessarily want to carry the weight of the whole relationships in terms of ambition and drive um I wouldn't at all uh this would drive me insane now uh yeah yeah no now it depends there could be like if you are living together it could be that they want to be a housemate or homemaker and like kind of look after you in different ways where you know they're it's it balances out so they're doing the laundry cleaning the house fixing the things at home um cooking the dinners for you and stuff and your partner wants to do all that and is willing to do all that and doesn't have um a vocation that's outside home life they just want to nurture you and care for you that's completely fine if some people want to live that life but from that message it doesn't seem like that they're into that sort of thing either it's just they have a in brackets or in quotation marks chill lifestyle I don't know what that means but they sound insufferable to be honest um yeah but it's you know you're just if you're just on completely different wavelengths it sounds like they that person could be like be the perfect person for someone else and I'm not saying that they're negative um characteristics either I'm sorry if I offended anyone by saying that by being like oh that person sounds insufferable I just mean personally I wouldn't want to date anyone that's like that I like someone with a bit of uh, a man with a bit of jizz in him you know that poem Uh, a woman with a bit of jizz in them someone who has a bit of drive and wants things for themselves and not that they want to like accumulate a lot of wealth but they want to do loads of things and experience loads of things in life and are spontaneous and you know have uh yeah just want to experience life and are yeah I don't know but I, I mean there's people out there who are happy who just want to chill out and that's so fine that's just not my buzz Next is, I started talking to this fella in May, June, and everything was going good. We were getting along great. We saw each other once outside, and then he came over to mine a few times at night, and we fucked. He had the audacity to tell me he thinks I should wait until I'm older. 16. He's 18. (laughs) He wants me to wait for him. This was after I told him I loved him and everything, so he wants me to wait until I'm 18 for him, and I'm contemplating it because I love him. Okay, 
I already messaged this girl back uh, to t- tell her that she is being groomed. This is actually in the in the law. This is sta- statutory rape. Uh, there's something a bit fishy about this and I just don't trust, trust teenage boys at all. So I would say run for the hills in the bin. You will find other boys. And I would say there is a chemical that's released in women's brains called oxytocin when you do have sex with someone. So it could be that, that you think that you're in love with them, but you're actually not. Uh, it's just the chemicals in your brains re- in your brain releasing. Um, and I'd say when you do mature a little bit and from your old, when you get a bit older, you will look back on this situation and you'll be like, ha ha ha, he wasn't, I was not in love with him at all. Completely laughed at. Um, God bless his soul. So... Yeah, you will get over this. Don't worry about it at all. Next is... Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, I don't have um, advice for this either, but this just made me laugh. I keep getting pissed and snogging my best friend's sister and then wake up, waking up with the ick, but she fancies me now and I'm a shit person because I keep leading her on. Oh Jesus, that is so fucking funny. Sorry to that person's little sister. Um... But that is hilarious. Next is my ex broke up with me over the phone. I haven't. Now this is sorry. This isn't even anything to do with this. But I have a big thing with how people break up with each other. You know the way people are like, oh, they broke up with me over text. They broke up with me over the phone. I find no reason, no justification for a breakup to happen in person. They're breaking up with you. It is horrible. Just do it to me. I don't want to meet up with you. I don't want to go to your house. I don't want to travel somewhere to be broken up with and for my heart to be broken. If it's going to happen, just do it straight away. Imagine someone knowing that they're going to break up with you, but for example, you're doing long distance and you have to wait like a few days and that's sitting with them and they're still texting you and talking to you and telling you they love you every night before you go to sleep. And you're thinking... You're lying in a bed of roses, looking through roses in the glass, thinking everything's great and dandy. Oh my God, you'd be so embarrassed. And that whole time they're thinking in their head, I'm going to break up with you in a few days whenever I see you next. No. The first time you have the thought, just do it. Because the whole idea of someone, you know when you're in a relationship and you kind of get the same friendship group and you all mingle with each other. Um, I'm really gesticulating when I'm talking, by the way. If you want to envision me in my bedroom, I'm sitting on my bed, like talking to myself with my hands doing a lot of movements. Anyway, I find no reason for a breakup to happen in person. I think you should just rip the band-aid off and just tell me straight away over the phone. I don't want there to be a waiting period. I don't want to be in limbo. No, in purgatory. No, 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 me and not knowing. You asking for your friends for advice and me talking to them. Oh my God, imagine, oh my God, it'd be so embarrassing. Them knowing and not you. Oh no, just keep going. Anyway, to finish this. Um... Okay, he broke up with me over the phone and I haven't spoken to him for a year. I'm over him but get bad anxiety thinking about bumping into him. Thinking of reaching out and following him on Insta to show we're all good now and to get some closure. I blocked him on everything before. Good idea or opening a can of worms. Um, now, you don't actually have to reach out. I'm sure the person, if it's been a year, there's no hard feelings. So, you couldn't block them and follow them. Um, So... And then if you, but see, the thing is, you might be working yourself up a bit and imagine, you have to imagine and envision if you unblock them and follow them, how will you feel if they don't follow you back? The same thing is if you have the thought in your head of you want to reach out to an ex and you have, you've built up this expectation of how they're going to respond. You always think it's going to be completely positive or you're either going to think it's going to be completely negative, but you don't actually think that. You hope for the best and you think they're going to be like, oh, I have great feeling, no hard feelings for you either. I really care about you and hope the best for you. I've been in this situation myself. You have to ask yourself the question, how will you feel if they don't respond? And then if you say to yourself, if you think to yourself, if they don't respond, I won't care, then do it anyway. Then it's fine because you've done all you can. You've reached out to them. You want to make amends with this person I think it's really important to make amends with your exes because you did spend such a large amount of time with them uh, you know uh, uh, unless they did something horrible to you like they were uh, emotionally toxic or abusive or cheated on you whatever you don't have to reach out to them but if it was a slightly uh, tumultuous relationship confusing closure now reaching out to them doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna how many take a shot how many times I say necessarily literally what uh, it doesn't mean that you're going to get closure, but just so that you can make amends with them and maybe you want to apologise, you want to get some sort of 
inner peace or you want them to know that you have no hard feelings for them which I think is a nice thing to do for your ex um so I would personally do it if you're having those thoughts but you have to ask yourself how will you feel if they don't respond or if they don't follow you back will that make you more anxious that's the thing um sometimes people just can't they just have so much anger in them they can't get over the past and they can't uh, forgive you for whatever reason so you have to respect their boundaries and know that it wasn't a thing that they could offer you they just can't offer you uh, a reciprocated response and that's fine sometimes uh yeah okay next one is basically I'm, oh yeah okay wait dating and everything doesn't come naturally to me at all like I love the idea of it but when it comes down to it dating really stresses me out and gives me insane anxiety to the point where I come off as emotionally unavailable I'm no I'm not asexual but I could never imagine actually having sex with any of the people I date is there something wrong with me or is it because I'm a big fat virgin did you ever feel the same way before you ever slept with someone um now I can't relate to this personally because I have the sex drive of a dog um I've had sex with people that I don't even like before so I cannot relate to this at all um but I think that you could just need to build up uh I know people very close to me where they need to build up a safe reciprocated uh foundation or sort of friendship to be able to be sexually attracted to someone and that's not an issue at all where sometimes you need to be friends with someone before you feel comfortable enough to be sexually attracted to someone um if you know that you're not asexual that means that you have been sexually attracted to them before and I would just ask yourself the questions what were the characteristics that the person had what was your relationship like um what did you talk about were you friends before were you dating what what was the formula that brought you to be sexually attracted to this person and how can you emulate that again with a f- with future people sometimes people just aren't suited to dating i personally don't fuck with dating at all the um meeting up with random people in a bar and asking people how many siblings do you have and all that stuff i personally like to um you know you know me love the friends lovers trope obviously uh and in other relationships i've just been like in either hated them before we got together where it's like enemies to lovers trope love that too to be honest and what other one no all my exes were friends to lovers or enemies to lovers yeah so three were fre- three were friends to lovers one was enemy to lover uh which made it a bit more passionate i think yeah but uh did i was that an answer did that answer that question um let's see now I think that might be enough okay still having pictures of their ex hanging around it was a major cause of arguments for me and my ex because she kept all pictures on socials now I don't see an issue with keeping pictures on socials that I think you're being irrational there to be honest not to be mean to you and in her bedroom and thought it was normal um now I have pictures of like all my exes not really hanging up on the walls or anything uh my partner has pictures of his ex in his wallet and I don't see an issue with it at all because I'm secure enough to know that he um loves me enough and it's not a thing where he still has romantic feelings for her but just like you have to understand that people in their past relationships still have something like feel something for the people that they did love once upon a time my ex respects me enough to know that I still have some sort of feelings not romantic feelings but some feelings for my exes where I still care about them and I would think about them from time to time and still care about them so in like a social setting I would probably stick up for them and want the best for them um I also have like pictures of my exes somewhere in my room like in memory boxes but I don't have them hanging around my room I mean it it all depends on the type of relationship you're in I wouldn't see an issue with this as long as you're secure in your own relationship and they've they haven't done anything to make you believe that they want to get back together with their ex I mean if they did they would if they wanted to be with their ex they wouldn't be with you they would reach out to their ex and want to be friends with them now this is a woman loving woman relationship as well and from my experience from 
those they're slightly different hetero relationships in that you can still be best friend most people are still best friends with their exes and very heavily involved in their lives so i don't see an issue with this if it's a huge issue they have to respect now it it yeah, it does depend on how they're reacting. If they're not respecting their, your boundaries enough where they're like emotionally reacting to you, where they're getting angry at you communicating that, I think there is an issue there where they're feeling a bit defensive. But if they're like re- reassuring you and saying that there is no issue with them keeping pictures of them, I, w- I wouldn't urge them to delete pictures of their so- on their socials I don't see an issue with that because it is a bit huge, still a huge part of their lives and it's just more dramatic for to make them it has the same energy as like unfollow every girl that you follow that you follow. Um or like you're not allowed to talk to any other girl than me. But like as long as they're not texting their ex and stuff in like a romantic way, I don't see an issue with it. It's just like nice memories to have. Um Okay, next, I, th- I think I'm going to leave this here. I don't know how long this has been going, but my voice is actually sore. But I might finish it tomorrow. Actually, yeah, I'll do the other half tomorrow. Next up, we're going to have an absolute belt here from Dua Lipa. And then after the break, talking about our own condiments, what's your favourite? Ketchup or mayo? I don't know why I'm mocking that uh, accent since I actually talk like that. I think I'm just in denial because I don't want to listen back to my own voice after this so I'm doing that to overcompensate in some way but anyway okay next one is I'm in a fairly new relationship started dating three months ago and he's so kind and great to me but a lot of me really wants to explore my sexuality and begin to date women but this makes me feel so guilty for staying with him dot 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 does that make sense uh now when I initially read this I read this I kind of sped read it and I (laughs) I thought that it said my I'm in a new relationship and the guy I'm seeing wants me to explore my sexuality and date women as well as him. And I, my first thought was, okay, weird. This must be an over, like a misogynistic sexualization, fetishization of woman-loving women relationships. I was about to pop off with the sexism speech. And then I was like, actually, best of both worlds though. Maybe he just fucks with open relationships. That's kind of buzzy. Where it's like consensually um, open relationships where they've agreed on just dating opposite sexes. Because I've heard a couple's doing that as well, where if they're both bisexuals, they're both allowed to date the opposite sex, or the same sex as them, but are mon- only monogamous for the sex they're within. I explain that so badly. So if it's like a boy and a girl, they're both allowed to date the same sex, but only allowed to date each other and not an- anyone of the other opposite sex. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So I think if you're three months in and already wanting to explore your sexuality, that means that you are getting sexually attracted to women. Um, now it can be a little bit of a fear factor though as well if you are new into a relationship I guess this as well sometimes especially after like the first or second month you're like maybe this isn't the right thing for me maybe I still have a lot a lot of things to explore but then you get over it after a week so if you are still having these feelings after about a week or two there's probably an issue and there is something more that you need to explore if you're young as well you need to get out there and fucking do it if you're yearning for it and longing for it already you just have to you're gonna have to be honest with him he might you could agree that he will allow you to be in an open relationship so you can explore your sexuality and that's fine I'm no one to judge and that's your own personal preference and whatever you want to do within your relationship don't let anyone else sway your opinion but um if he isn't okay with that I would say it will be a big teller of how you want to move forward personally and I even I think the fact that you even texted me this is you want someone to give their opinion and tell you what to do because you're afraid to make that choice yourself and if I was in your position number one I would communicate that with my partner ask if they would be open to being in a monogamous relationship and but having your own rules to it where you're not allowed to see people of the opposite sex but maybe just explore your sexuality within it and that's okay as well. And see how your partner reacts. Um, I think it's very modern. Very hip and trendy to be honest. Um, but if they're not comfortable with that. You can see if they're worth it. You can weigh up your options and be like. Well maybe I do want to be in a monogamous relationship with them. Because sometimes it can put things in perspective for you. And how they react can be. Um, can reiterate how strong your feelings are for them and if you're willing to compromise and sacrifice things because humans if you look back to our primitive nature we're all fucking selfish and just want to have sex with each other so like it is kind of a new concept well not really new well like is monogamy that new 
I actually don't know. I'm talking out of my arse. I'm talking shy now. Um, but I think that, you know, sometimes humans just want to be, we want to be free and like walk around naked and have sex with each other. So sometimes it can feel a bit unnatural to only be with one person for the rest of your life. Um, so I think that humans can come through a compromise because jealousy is going to be pervasive in every relationship regardless of what you're doing. It just, you have the control over how you let it affect your life. So I think that if you have control over an open relationship and you are both completely honest with each other, it can work. I've seen it work before. I've seen, um, well, I've heard of stories of people in open marriage. I've read, I've literally like read an article about it and watched a Vice documentary, not, um, not personally, but I know people personally who are in open relationships that works for them. So Jeez, I really went on a tangent there. So your two options there are break up, open relationship or compromise and stay with them. Yeah, so you can look at those yourself. Oh yeah, I love this one. I'm engaged and we've been together for about six or seven years. But we did have a breakup in the middle of that, which lasted about six months. I do feel content, but I have no passion or want to get married to him. Although I don't know if I just don't like the idea of marriage... I have no passion to plan our wedding like I just don't care. I keep postponing it. Do you think it's to do with my own view of marriage or it's him? My parents are happily married and I've been together for 25 years. Also, (laughs) I love this little bit at the end. Also behind his back, I stick my middle fingers up to him when he's not looking. Lol, mature. And curse him out of it in private to myself, which I find is a stress relief. But I know that's toxic and I hate myself. I hate that about myself. Lol. Thanks, Angel. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Okay, I love your energy so much. But I would say it doesn't matter uh, what your view of marriage is or you don't need to know, you don't need to rationalise whether it's about him or if it's your view on marriage because that's something you can figure out later. The matter of fact is you don't, you don't want to get married right now. You literally don't want to. And I tell you one thing. Marriage is expensive. Weddings are expensive. I'll tell you what's more expensive. Divorce. And a fucking hassle. i tell you that. And if you start having kids, it's even more complicated. So I'd say there's actually no need to get married at the moment. So maybe you try to communicate that one with them, with your partner. But the thing you left at the end there. This is my own opinion. You don't have to take this to heart. And I hope you don't take it the wrong way. And I don't want it to influence your opinion at all. But it doesn't seem like you like him that much. Um, yeah it doesn't seem like you like him that much maybe you're just at the end of the road and maybe you might like the idea of marriage if you do find someone but you might not either but that at the as I said before it doesn't actually matter because all you know is right now is you don't want to get married so my advice would be uh, probably break up to be honest I wouldn't like if someone was sticking their finger up behind my back every time I left the room especially someone I was about to get married to um so yeah, my opinion would be break up, question mark. But also with the marriage thing, in relation to that, I hate the idea of marriage. My parents got divorced. I saw how messy that was. It literally destroyed my family. And it is a huge financial drain and is just very, oh, it's just a very, a very stressful ordeal. So I always was against marriage. I didn't want to get married at all. But then now that I'm with Jason, I'm like, okay, we're eloping and I want to get married to you. I have no idea why that is. Um, there must be some scientific explanation or some chemical that's released in the brain that's like, oh, you have to be legally binding now. Um, but yeah, so mate, you might find the right person that you do want to get married to. But this person sounds like a no-go. Okay, next one is, do you and Jason ever argue? So I'm not going to say... I'm not going to talk about what irks me about him because I don't want to be airing out his dirty laundry and I love him regardless of that so I don't want to be like just giving out about him but what I can do is I can talk about my own issues so the issue like a recurring theme for me in relationships is that I can be very detached and like not good at communicating so if there's an issue with me I just keep it to myself or I just constantly have a vacant expression where it looks like I might be in pain but I'm actually not I'm just like deep in thought about seven other things at once and it might not seem like that from you know like snippets of my videos and all or uh, just how I am as a person in general but like in my everyday life I'm very like non-responsive um always thinking of five other things um and like just not yeah just a detached like 
like there probably is a bit of repressed pain there that I'm not addressing but I don't actually know how to so I have to use like different modes of communication to talk about my feelings or even realize there is a problem because a lot of times what happens with me is there is an issue but I don't see it as that as anything or I don't see it as, as important so I don't talk about it or I don't bring it up and then it happens again and again so it's building up like slight resentments until I snap so for example like um oh just over something dumb like I would just snap and then another thing is uh yeah it just he finds it very hard to know what I'm thinking or like know what I'm feeling so I'd say it's I I know from uh past relationships it's hard to not jump to conclusions and feel insecure in a relationship when the other person isn't giving you that reassurance and I'm I'm now that person because I can't I literally just I'm just uh I don't know I just find it hard to like communicate things but because I just expect my partner to like know what I'm feeling or know what I'm thinking through my body language even though my body language is always kind of off because I'm closed off anyway so I know that's an issue and something that we like we would argue about for me because I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong even though if I was in his shoes I would find that literally insufferable and horrible because it feels like I'm not giving him enough do you know so that's probably the only thing I can think of or can like talk about other than that like we don't really we haven't really lived together long enough to have like proper arguments just like normal shit you know the equality of doing the housework and yes little shit like that that's not important that's like very natural to happen in relationships when you're living together but yeah now the only huge issue for me would be like I'm not good at communicating so what I've found what's easier for me is I write stuff in letters or I'll send like a big text when he's in work very 21st century though isn't it but I just find it really difficult um I don't know if it's from uh like being frightened of past experiences but I find it really difficult to communicate my feelings like face to face or I just go really silent and shy and like don't want just a very avoidant um also very used to running away from my feelings as well like in a past relationship when I last lived with someone I literally would just like get them bus home to Dublin or go down to Cork and stay with my friend for a night like that's literally how I used to deal with conflict so bad and unhealthy so I'm trying to improve myself and not do that which is I find it a lot easier to um write letters or send text messages because I I just think it's really really hard to say things face to face and then another thing with me is if I've made a mistake I'm getting way better at it though but if I've like done something to upset someone else I'm like never get defensive I always am apologetic but I find it hard to admit like say the words I'm sorry but instead I do the thing where like I'm it's as if I'm a puppy bringing gifts to the door so like dead pigeons are dead rats so I end up like buying little surprises or little presents to make up for the things that I'm not doing instead of just actually doing the things that I should be doing so for example if I wasn't like being affectionate enough I would go out and like buy (laughs) buy him some presents which doesn't make any sense because it would take a lot less effort if I would just be more affectionate or like would communicate how I'm feeling more but sometimes I just find it really really hard to to put my feelings into words so that's yeah that's like the only thing that I'd see an issue with there I can see my own flaws um but I am like working on I've learned so much from my past relationship where I just made so many mistakes where I made it more so about me and how I was feeling and never about my partner so I've learned from my past mistakes to not do that again so I'm very way more attentive trying to communicate a lot more how I'm feeling and always asking questions of how my other partner is feeling because yeah it's important to just let them know that you care if you just keep asking them how they are and I think that's forgotten in relationships as well to just literally ask your partner how how you are I mean if you haven't seen your friend in a few weeks and you meet up with them that's the first thing you, you ask but sometimes we forget to ask our own partners that because you'd be just assume that they would tell us but not all the time they would they're waiting for you to ask them um okay I'm gonna finish out with this one because this one was one of my favorites okay I had a threesome with my friend and her boyfriend I already love this story it was amazing I thought I'd be more attracted to her since I'm generally more turned on by women but he was insane in bed like so so good in the morning he was so intimate but just with me while she was asleep and we fucked with her next to us asleep and I feel awful (laughs) 
Um, and now I'm literally in love with him, but I can't have him. Lol, fuck my life. Please keep it on. I don't want to be a homewrecker. Okay, I'm obsessed with this one. You're really in a pickle. Um, I already think it, your first faux pas was having a threesome with a friendship group. I think if you're going to have a threesome, it was it was a mistake on the couple's part anyway, because if you're going to have a threesome, you always have to pick a random, I think. It would just make things more awkward if it's someone you know because it's more likely that you have to see them all the time and that there is a possibility of either the party's uh, feelings growing or like getting attached. I don't have any advice for you but it seems as if the way he was behaving in the morning maybe it is reciprocated so but that also is something that the couple themselves have to deal with so in your position I would say to just sit back and let it or do it's it's it will run its course because if he was behaving like that to you like having sex with you while she was asleep next year's i the most likely is not as into it as 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 it seems so i would say it's probably has an expiry date and you don't even need to do anything i think yeah so just keep out of it try be friends try be friendly and just see how it goes no sure i'm yawning anyway Okay, that's it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening and I might do a part two because I have a good, oh fuck, I have a good few more to get through. But yeah, thank you for that. I really, really am entertained and I hope you found that entertaining as well. Next podcast, don't really know what I'm going to do. We'll see. It's a surprise when to happen. I should be better. Like my dad is literally a radio presenter. He does this, it runs in my blood. I should be so much better at this, but I am just shocking at keeping to the same thing I need and my stepmom is a producer and she said it to me before she's like you need a bit more production she doesn't talk like that but she's like Keelan you just need a bit more production um a bit more organized do a bit more research and I'm like oh but I just can't do I don't know how to do it maybe I need to do a course or something anyway I hope he's like that and hope everyone when will I upload this today hope everyone has a great weekend love yous see yous anatomy of an ad Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.